and we're back again. We told y'all that we was going to come back and have a discussion about rest- restoration and how we can restore the church back to God's original purpose. Yeah. So we have some amazing guests. We, we do. Have Apostle Weathers back with us. We had an yes. amazing, y'all, they made me cry. They did. But it's all right, though. Yeah. Tears are good. It was Tears a blessing, though. It was truly a blessing. Yes. And not yes. only do we have Apostle Weathers, um, we also have some another other amazing couples, yes. ministers, yes. leaders, church members. Mm-hmm. We just want to know what your thoughts are on restoration. Yes. What do you think is needed to bring the church back into a place where they are restored to God's original purpose intent? Yes. Thank you for joining us. Truth Talks TV. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Truth's Talk. My name is Apostle Kimberly Weathers. And I'm Chief Apostle Timothy Weathers, better known as AT. And I'm AK. And thank you so much for joining us today. We're here uh, today to talk about restoration. restoration. More specifically, we're here to talk about restoring the church to God's original yeah. plan. Yeah. And so when we talk about restoring the church, uh, I like to go back to God's model, and that is the organic, original, five-fold church. The church Mm -hmm. that has fully functioning apostles, prophets, pastors, evangelists, and teachers, and how they operate, and what should be the goal of that operation. Yeah, first and foremost, restoration is a part of that model. Absolutely. Right. So a lot of times what happens, either from the seat of the sheep being offended by the shepherd or the shepherd being offended by the sheep, right, it is Abba's intent for restoration to take place. So when we talk about restoration, what comes to mind for you? Well, for me, a lot of the offense that happens within the church stems from people being out of position and out Mm -hmm. of place. Mm -hmm. Uh, In today's church, the westernized church, I can speak to that because I've seen both the eastern and the westernized, both the Orthodox and the Coptic and the Protestant and Catholic, all the churches, uh, people are, they seem to be jockeying for a position. Oh, my. And it is that struggle, it is that jockeying that oftentimes takes them out of position Mm -hmm. because they are not intended to operate in certain areas. Mm -hmm. And that's why I believe that the fivefold church, the original plan that God had for the church to spread the gospel all over the world is extremely important. Absolutely, absolutely. And if I can add to that, what I would say when we talk about restoration or being restored, right, what comes to mind for me is being uh, uh, returned back to a whole and healthy place, right? Absolutely. A whole and healthy place so that the, the shepherd or the sheep, right, can can move and operate in the fullness in which the Father intended, right? Absolutely. Because when we leave people broken, when we leave people damaged, then really what kind of happens, for lack of a better description, they are like stuck 
or paused in place, yeah, right? Absolutely. And that's not the Father's will, mm-hmm. right? Because my 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 thought is that as long as we're living, purpose is to be fulfilled. The absolutely. Father's purpose is to be fulfilled. Yeah. And so if someone is broken or is hurting or is, you know, being uh, restored back to a, a whole and healthy place because they've done something less than favorable, it does not benefit the kingdom, nor does it benefit the world, nor does it benefit the person to keep them in their current state or condition. So we have a charge to restore because that is the Christ model and the Christ model is the apostolic model. Absolutely. Now let me just make this plain if I could uh, with a, a parallelism. Let's let's look at God being the builder. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. And let's look the at master builder. Yes, the yes. master builder. Let's look at the 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 fivefold ministry as each gift paralleling it to be a tool. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So God had a specific design for the world and for the church, and he gave gifts to men men. Mm -hmm. so that he could then accomplish his purpose. So for an example, the apostle, the gift of the apostolic or the mantle of the apostle is to be the visionary of the church. Mm -hmm. And so that would be the tool Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that tool would be akin to uh, 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 a level a leveler to Mm -hmm. a builder when he places a level to make sure he looks to see if the level is functioning properly now why did i want to parallel these two these two things Uh, the reason why i want to do it is because uh, the gift and the tool is in and of itself just that. Right. It has right, no power right, in and of itself. Right. It must be wielded by the builder. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so if, uh, for an example, the, 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 the pastor, uh, his job is to, to protect, mm-hmm, to protect the flock. And so the tool would be, or the apparatus would be a fence. Now, the fence is just a fence if it's laying over on the side and is unbuilt. Right. But once it is put into place and then the gates are put into place, Mm -hmm. then the builder, the master builder can open the gate to let the sheep in and out. So it becomes useful only in the hand of the master builder. And so uh, I I mentioned before that that God's original model was to have an organic five-fold ministry. And that means that that God has already predetermined what gift he placed down inside of you. Mm -hmm. And so for you to operate in any other capacity that God has not placed in you, uh, then you need to be restored. Right. And it is that friction and that conflict with most people that find that they're having a hard time and they're not getting along and they're not doing what they're supposed to do because they're out of pocket, they're out of place. And so I would like to also add, too, because I'm sure there's some others who have some mm-hmm. wonderful insight yes. that are going to follow us yes. right, about this topic. But one other thing I would like to say, especially to shepherds, right, who are um, uh, charged with restoring the sheep, you need to bring understanding to the body as well. Right. So if there is a sheep uh, or, or, or a member of the body that is being set down for some particular yes. reason or yes. whatever, don't pretend like the rest of the body don't notice it. 
You yes. follow what I'm saying? Yeah. So bring understanding to the congregates, to the body, so that they can understand what is happening, yes. but also so that they can understand as they move forward what the restorative process looks yes. like, That's right. right? And that you as the leaders are in still invested regardless of the offense, right? Or regardless of whatever the, 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 the sheep or, or the member has done, that you are invested, going back to what I originally said, into them being healthy and whole and, and, and completing and fulfilling their purpose that the Father intended from beginning of time. Absolutely. You have any last yeah, words I'd like before to we... just sum this up by saying this. Uh, some time ago, the Spirit of the living God whispered in my spirit that preaching is for the unsaved and teaching is for the saved. And that would be the perfect opportunity for the leader, the yeah. pastor, the, the shepherd, to teach, to teach yes. his way or her way through yes. the restorative process. Yes. Uh, and, and, and what you'll find is when they preach, their, they attempt to preach their way through the process, mm -hmm. people get hurt. Mm -hmm. Because they use these same hurting people that need to be restored as examples in their preached messages. And, and, and offenses generally occur at that point. Yeah. And so take every opportunity to teach your way to restoration. Teach the Christ-like apostolic model. Absolutely. Amen. Well, let's yeah. see what the others have to say. I'm sure those who are going to follow us have some great things that they want to add as it pertains to restoration, a lost topic in the body of Christ, but a very much needed one. I can't wait. Yeah. Stay with us. Well, I am Reverend DeCorius Vines. And I am Reverend Willie Vines. And we are here today to share our thoughts regarding the question of how to restore the church to its original intent. And also to hopefully give you some helpful advice to those of you who are watching us today that have experienced church hurt. So let's just begin with the first question of restoring the church to its original intent. Honey, you got anything you want to share about that? Yes, I would. Um, that is a very important topic, dealing with the church. Now, Psalms 1. 27, verse 1, lets us know that unless God builds this church, those who labor to build it, uh, they labor in vain. So it has to be done God's way. Uh, the church is his possession. So then with that being said, we need to know God's intended purpose for the church. You know, we are the church. We all go to a church building, but that is not the church. We are the church. And you know, God has created us for a purpose with a purpose. So we are created for worship. We're created for fellowship, discipleship, ministry, and missions. You know, Matthew 22, um, 37, I think that 39 says, love the Lord your God 
with all of your heart and with all of your soul and all of your mind. And this is the greatest commandment. But second to that is love your neighbor as you love yourself. And Matthew 28, 19 says, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, meaning of all people, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey the commandments of our Father. Honey, can you share more about that? Yes, it's, it's in that uh, vital area of relationship where we can go wrong. Um, building relationships with people, with others. And God expects us to do that as a part of building his church. And so we've got to give consideration how we get along with that very difficult other person uh, that is in our church that is perhaps may be the absolute opposite of you and me. But that's where the problem of sin comes in. We, we, we fail. And God is the one that's doing the building. So he wants to come and correct whatever difficulty that we encounter. And in that building of the church, then God teaches us how to live with one another how to get along with one another. And all of their many scriptures that tells us how that we can come together as one. Building God's church for the intended purpose that he has for us. Wow, that is something. Yes, it is something. And it takes quite a bit of courage. It takes quite a bit of love for God to submit to his process. Um, when believers run into problems uh, loving one another, fellowshipping with one another. So so then would you say that it must be intentional? Yes, it's quite in intentional. As a matter of fact, it is so intentional that scripture says that God correct those that he loves. And this process of um, getting our love life right with God. It takes, it takes coverage, but it takes the love for God, willingness to surrender and submit to the building process that he's working in my life and your life. Scripture says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And God doesn't want us to come short. He wants us to be his disciples. Be people who love, even when it's not comfortable to love someone else. Uh, you, you know how it is to have that person who just get on your last nerve. And it seems like that last nerve, they get to work on it quite a bit. It almost seems as though the Lord schedules them to work on your last nerve and my last nerve. But there are some helpful Hence, that I believe we can share with you, dear. Okay. And what are some of the healthy hints that you? Well, some of the healthy hints and issues that God 
does for us. First of all, he gives us a way to navigate through those difficult times. Number one, I would suggest to you, if you're having a problem with, with such uh, conditions, number one, pray and ask God. Talk to, talk to the Lord. Let him know what you are going through because he's there to help us. He's not there to punish us. He's there to help us. Wow. Let me just say, let, let me transition just a little bit here and just say to the next um, question, what advice would you give someone that has been hurt by the church? And let me just start off by saying that you and I have both had the privilege of being sitting in the pew and being leading a people. And it's, it's often said that church hurt is the worst kind of hurt and that the church hurts its wounded. Now, it's kind of sad to say that we have experienced both of those, where we've experienced church hurt and where we felt that we were wounded and we were shot even more. But God has a remedy for all of this if we are just opening to listening to him. And I just want to say that no matter what the hurt is, whether it's a misunderstanding, whether it's culture differences, difference of opinion, or a betrayal, you know, the flesh, we deal in the flesh. The flesh doesn't deal with hurt too kindly. It's our natural instinct to want to defend ourselves and to fight back but God has a way that he has instructed us in his word that how we should forgive now let me say this is not an option this is a mandate that he's given us that we need to do if we ourselves want to be healed so can you tell us a little bit about that forgiveness that God is asking us to do um, before we even come to him with any of our wants or our needs. Yes, indeed. Um, he wants us to focus on our issues. Scripture says that we should forgive uh, like we want people to forgive us. This doesn't come easy, as D has said, but it is a measure of our love and our obedience to God. If we're going to get take instructions from God. We've got to consider that he asks us sometimes to do things that are not easy to do. We like to be liked. We like to be right. But in the church, the church is full of people. And although quite often, we get ourselves involved in things that we shouldn't know. God expects us to come to him and deal with our issues. Um, it's a measure of our love and our dedication to him. So what I would 
suggest, advise, pray, and ask God for help. Let him know that you are hurt. Acknowledge the hurt. Because uh, we, can, we can go around uh, in circles trying to trying to excuse sometimes our, our problems. Let me ask you a question. Um, restoration. And church hurt. Should a person be go through a restoration process? Um, because oftentimes hurt people hurt people. So if we are not healed, if we are not being restored, then we have the tendency to put those tentacles out there and they infect other people. So how important is restoration? Galatians chapter 6 verse 1 talks about those who are caught in a fault should be reconciled restored um, back to the faith and that restoration um, the bible says in that passage they should be spiritual people not everybody that lives on your street um, and not everybody that's sitting on the side of the church you sit on but but to be restored by someone who is spiritual, someone who is spiritually mature. And, and, and that spiritually mature person should be someone who does it according to the scriptures gently because the goal is to restore fellowship back to the Father, His Son, Jesus, the Holy Spirit and that person that we may have, have sinned against or possibly sinned against. So this is not something easy to do. And that's why I suggest to you in that process, pray, talk to God so that he can help because you are, you are the church and God wants you to be whole. He wants to build on you. He wants to add to you so that you reflect his glory. And so, Dee? You know, and I was just thinking, you know, it's a process. You know, we're all made up different. And what might work for one might not work for the other. But we do know God's word does not change for anybody. God's word is his word. And he expects us to live by his word. And like I said, it's a process in, in healing. You know, you go through all different types of emotions. I know when we got hurt and we felt like we were betrayed, our emotions were up and down because you were so trusting. You were so believing. And you just couldn't imagine that some things happened the way that they happened or was done the way they were done. But in spite of it all, God always looks at the bigger picture. It is never about me by myself or you 
Uh, it is about the whole picture. So the word of God tells us to forgive. And like I said, it's not an option. It's a mandate. If we don't forgive, we find ourselves stuck and continually living in the hurt and the pain and not, and not allowing God to heal us and bring us to the other side. You know, God said he works all things together for our good. Now, I can't say that church hurt was good to me. I can't say that any betrayal was good to me. But I can say that I know God will use it for his glory. For he says that he will work all things together for our good. And looking back on it now, to be honest with you, my first thing was to be defensive, to fight, you know, to, you know, to defend myself. I went through that. Then I went through the part that, okay, God, this is what your word says. But I'm so thankful that God says that in my weakness, his strength is made perfect. So, honey, before we close out, can you just pray for those that may be experiencing some type of hurt, no matter whether it's church hurt, betrayed by a friend, or whatever the hurt might be? God wants us whole. I'd love to. Uh, but let me say to you that I'm listening. If you have been involved in church hurt, I'm, I'm going to promise you that it won't necessarily be uh, pleasant sometimes what you are experiencing in that process. Uh, but I can promise you that it will be effective because it, the builder is our God and he doesn't make mistakes in his building. Yes. Thank you for hearing our hearts today as we share what's a little of our lives that I'm not exactly excited about, but I'm, I'm so thankful that God helped us and God kept us. Father, thank you this morning, this afternoon, for all that you do. We think we understand the church, Lord, and how it's supposed to operate. But I, I, I thank you even more that you are teaching us how to be disciples of Christ. Even when we are struggling to figure it out, Lord God, you are there working with us and on us. We love you and the scriptures teach that you correct those you love. Thank you for your loving kindness, Father. And we bless this audience that has given us an opportunity tell of our victories and our so-called failures. But with you, it all works out and comes out victorious. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank Amen. you for listening to us. Amen. Good afternoon, everyone. I am Pastor T, but my real name is Pastor Tahira State Murphy. I am the pastor of Joy in Jesus Ministries located in Southern California, 
Um, we serve the East Coast, West Coast, the Gulf Coast, and parts of Bahamas. Um, it is my privilege and honor to come and serve you all tonight just to give some wisdom or some um, encouragement on the subject regarding how to handle issues in the church and ways to be restored after being wounded by the church. Um, it's very interesting that this topic is what we are discussing tonight on this platform um, because this isn't something that is new. This is something that has been ongoing um, from the beginning of time. And unfortunately, we should be at a better place, but we are not. And so instead of giving you, you know, 30 minute, a 30 minute session or coming and breaking it down and having a three day conference or even an hour preaching, we're going to wrap this up in three minutes. I'm going to give you three points. We're going to hit it hard and strong. And we um, hope and pray that what we discuss tonight, what I give out to you, that it will encourage you, that will give you some better insight on what's really going on and how can we fix it and how can we move past or move on in a better sense. So number one, let's just hit it. Let, let's just hit it hard. So number one, we got to talk about something that um, we find, to me, very loosely put, and that is we classify everything as the church. The church, the church, the church. We we classify, but who is the church? What is the church? Are we talking about the building? Or are we talking about the group of individuals that come together to make up what's called the fellowship? We come together in a way that then combines for a church body. And so when we talk about being hurt by the church, we got to realize, are we really saying we are being hurt by individuals that are within the body that makes up the church? Or are you trying to tell me that you are really talking about the building? Well, I would really believe in my heart of hearts that you're really talking about individuals as a whole. So we got to get that first before we get into the whys and the hows. We got to really understand that when we're talking about being hurt by, quote unquote, the church, we're really saying we have been hurt or there are some dysfunctional uh, attributes or characteristics or things going on within the body of Christ within individuals, within groups. And so when we see that, number one, number one, I told y'all we're going to hit it hard and fast. Number one, we got to first recognize that it's not the church that hurts you. It's individuals that hurt you. When you come to that understanding and you realize it, then it goes from looking at it as a broad spectrum to now it's a very individualized spectrum and we have to deal with those who are doing things within the body to cause other believers to stumble, to fall, to stray, or to even turn from God because some are stronger, some are weaker, and some just need encouragement instead of dealing Dealing with those sowing discord among the brethren. Y'all better hold on tonight because I'm going straight at it. I love y'all. I don't even know everybody on the line. But I tell you this, without, without understanding, we then fall into the trap of pointing fingers. 
And this is something that has happened so many times and we got to get past that. That's number one. Number one, recognize that it's not the group, it's not the whole fellowship. There are individuals that are in the body that hurt us. So when, when you recognize that, then let's go to number two. Number two, and I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say it quickly, to our pastors, to our bishops, our apostles, our leaders, I got to come to you tonight because we can't talk about church hurt. If you are leading, then something's not happening if you're not correcting. And I have to say that even as a pastor, I pastor pastors. I help and I encourage and I counsel a lot of people in ministry and in leadership positions because sometimes they get so inundated with their own lives or inundated with the problems within that they allow for those problem children or those who believe they run the church. Y'all know, y'all don't get me started, but they let them go amok. And when you let them go amok, they become out of order. They become out of control. And so then those who really don't understand the mechanisms or the principles behind coming into the fellowship, they find themselves vulnerable and they end up becoming prey, P-R-E-Y, to those who think that they have control over the fellowship. Oh, God have mercy. So I'm coming to you tonight. Number one, we got to recognize. Recognize that we are the body and that if someone hurts you, it's not the group, it's not the fellowship, but there are individuals. Number two, pastors, leaders, teachers, apostles, those with, with titles. If you have a mantle on your shoulder, if God has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light and have allowed for you to move from being the student and now you're the teacher, you've gone from being one who are following, now you're leading. But if you don't look with a great big eye, open up your blinded eyes, we are seeing people in our fellowships being hurt, being torn down because we are not correcting the ones that are causing problems within the fellowship. All right, we at number three, and then I'm out of here. God bless you. Uh, the, the third, the third, the third, the third, the third. How how can we be restored? This is a short, short sp uh, a span of time, and I thank you all for giving me this opportunity. Um, I do. I appreciate you. But how, how do we? So number one, we got to recognize where it's coming from. And I know someone saying, well, it's the enemy. Well, yes, the enemy do use people, but sometimes people do it because of their own choices. It could be jealousy. It could be because they feel they have a territorial spirit. Sometimes because they don't want nobody else in the clique. They don't want you to come, you a newbie. Or just because they're hurting, because hurting people do hurt people. Then we got to get the accountability and the responsibility factor that comes from those in the body who are being led by those who should be taking care of what we call the sheep. Come on, come on, we got to do it. Then the last thing, and I got to say this, then I'm off, but that is we got to forgive. We got to forgive those because we want to talk about restoration, but you can't talk about restoration without really honestly starting with forgiveness. I implore you tonight. I know that there's so much more that I can say, but learn to forgive. Forgive those who have done all manner of evil against you, who have said things that have tripped you up and tried to see you fall. Just forgive them, but then pray for them. And as you do that, forgive yourself. Pray for yourself. And then allow for the Holy Spirit to start moving in your heart, moving on your mind, moving in your situation, 
then you can start to be restored into a right fellowship, into a right mind space, into a right heart space so that you don't hold unforgiveness and you don't have a grudge towards those who have done you wrong. I love you. God bless you. My my name again, I'm Pastor Tahira Staten Murphy. I go by Pastor T. If you want to know more information, I did write a book some time ago. It is a published book. I thank God that he used me in this capacity. And the book is called Revealed to Heal, Overcoming Church Rape. It talks about this in great, great depths. Um, it has blessed and it has helped, I mean, countless people. And I would, I would tell you, if you, if you feel led, go. It's on Amazon. It's, it's on Barnes & Noble. It's on all different platforms. Um, go online. Check it out and be blessed. I thank you all for allowing me this time. God bless you.